Hello and welcome to Unsolved, the show that discusses the unsolved mystery crime murder of the Zodiac Killer. Today, we're going to talk about the Zodiac Killer's background, ciphers, letters sent to the police, and multiple cases. I'm your host, Leia Ahmad, Ariana Steele, and Iris Sanders. You may ask who the Zodiac Killer is. Well, Ariana and Iris will explain to us who this murder is. The Zodiac Killer was a very famous faceless killer in the late 1960s. 1960s and early 1970s. He terrorized Northern California, mostly the San Francisco Bay Area, with untraceable murders, horrible death threats, and bizarre letters. Zodiac Killer is unknown today as he was in the 1970s because the murders are still unsolved. You might wonder why he's known as the Zodiac Killer. In the letters sent to the police, the murderer used that name at first. In his correspondence, it was also followed by a mysterious symbol a circle with a horizontal line and a vertical line drawn across it, much like crosshairs. The Zodiac Killer sent in letters he wrote to the news stations or to places where they would be broadcasted live, making him cocky and furthering his aggression. This meant he had a signature or think he did to all of his victims, leading the cops to connect all of the murders to him. Now that we went over the background of the killer, we're going to talk about the traumatizing cases. The Zodiac Killer claimed he had 37 victims to show for his five years of terrorizing the San Francisco Bay Area. However, he was only linked conclusively to eight victims. One of the eight victims is Sherry Jo Bates. Bates had visited her college library and police believe that when her Volkswagen Beetle was disabled by her eventual killer, her car was found approximately 100 yards from the alley where she was killed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, definitely. It is so crazy how people can think that way and commit these crimes over and over again like it's no big deal. He is also taunting the media with these messages and codes, basically saying, I'm, I'm out there, but you'll never be able to find me. Another shocking case is David Trurede and Betty Lou Jens, a young couple who were on a date who parked in a lover's lane area. They had a visitor, the Zodiac Killer. The couple didn't have a chance to defend themselves and were murdered, specifically shot in the car. David was shot in the back of his head and Betty tried to take the opportunity to run away but didn't have time and was shot multiple times in her back. And that was in December 1968. A similar case to this happened in July 1969 in the parking lot of secluded Blue Rock Spring Park on eastern outskirts of Vallejo, California of Darlene Fern and Mike McGough. What happened was someone came up to them and shed the lights on them in their car and, and then just shot them several times, then left, went back into his car and shot them again. That was pretty ruthless. Mike survived, but Darlene unfortunately didn't. A few weeks later, a letter was sent to the local paper office of someone saying he had killed Darlene and Mike on July 14th. He took credit for it, and not only that, but he gave out a cipher. He said that if they could solve his cipher, his identity would be in there, which was very ruthless weird to the police because no one would ex expect to just give out credit for a murder and give out their identity by a cipher. It is so crazy that with the way his killings are escalated that one of his victims actually survived. This victim was named Brian Hartnell. September 27, 1969, 22-year-old Cecilia Shepard and 20-year-old Brian Hartnell were having a picnic at Lake Baronessa in Napa County. They were approached by a man wearing a hoodie that bore a symbol of two intersecting lines in a circle. The man used a gun to threaten Shepard and Hartnell, tied them up, then stabbed the pair. 
Both Shepard and Hartnell were alive when help arrived. Shepard ended up succumbing her wounds, but Hartnell recovered. I agree. He did escalate very quickly, but also all the victims kind of were similar. They were just young couples in the park, which seems kind of weird. Like maybe he had a hate towards young couples, which might have been why he escalated his murders and made him continue to do them. And he showed more overkill on the female victims with some of his cases. Yeah, I guess I had never thought of it that way. Maybe there was some past experience that made him want to kill these young couples in the places he did. My theory to that is probably that as a kid he was considered an outcast or someone that never really fit in, thus fueling this aggression towards teenagers and specifically couples. Most of the serial killers I've heard about have had traumatic family pasts, so that could have also been a component. Yeah, and another thing is like how he had to pass tons of other couples out in public places before he even got to those parts, but none of them were really what he wanted them to be in, which was the part. It could be past trauma, maybe he experienced something out in those parts, drove him to want to kill. And also, some cases show that when it's an overkill on a woman and a murder, the murderer has some kind of issue with his mother, wife, or girlfriend. The thing that I find quite interesting is the way in which he would approach his victims. He would create a story to make himself seem relatively non-threatening before threatening them with a gun, instructing them to lay face down on the ground, and stabbing them. We know this previously mentioned survivor of the Zodiac Killer, Brian Hartnell, who created a transcript of the encounter in 1969 with the Napa County Police Department. In the dialogue, the Zodiac Killer says to Brian, Now take it easy, all I want is your money. There is nothing to worry about, all I want is your money. Before getting aggressive and eventually stabbing him. That's why a lot of people compare him to Ted Bundy because Ted Bundy did the same thing. He would act injured or act lost and then grab the girls and proceed to rape them and kill them. Something that I think separates him compared to other serial killers is his interaction with the media. The Zodiac Killer began sending coded messages taunting police to various newspapers very soon after his first murder. He signed these letters with a circle with a plus sign over it. This was his symbol. He infamously sent a cipher that said, this is the Zodiac speaking. By the way, have you found the last cipher I sent you? My name is. This was followed by a series of 13 symbols that were supposed to be his name encoded. To this day, this code has not been cracked. I agree with that as well because most serial killers were afraid to interact with the media because they thought maybe the media would find out who they really were. But it seemed almost as if the media attention drove him, like getting all these names and getting people scared made him happy and proud of himself. I definitely think it's weird that a serial killer would interact with the police and the media admitting his murders and sending specific secret messages behind each cipher. And what makes me so interested in this is how the police still haven't cracked most of the codes. I wonder how long the killer has planned this for. I think he used this strategy to further taunt the police and put people living in the San Francisco Bay Area in a constant state of fear. He didn't want anybody to feel safe for as long as he's out there. People, people would ultimately be terrified. And you know, after his murder stopped, copycats started to appear, but they never actually had the same killing skills as the Zodiac Killer. Do you think maybe the Zodiac Killer is still alive? 
Personally, I don't think he's still alive because according to the police's drawing, it looked like a man in his 30s or 40s maybe. So logically, he would have been dead by now. Yeah, I agree. There is logically no way this man is alive as he is most likely died of old age. But it's scary to think about the fact that the actual Zodiac killer went that long without being prosecuted. It's also scary to think that by the time his code is cracked, justice won't even be possible to serve. To serve. Although the real Zodiac killer has never been caught, multiple copycats or people who imitate serial killers in their murders have been brought to justice. One of these copycat cases was the case of Eddie Beta. 20 years after the Zodiac Killer stopped killing in San Francisco, Eddie started his own string of murders in New York City, imitating the Zodiac Killer style. Eddie began his copycat spree in November 1989 by sending cryptic letters to the police and the media in the, in the months following the mischief. He began stalking his victims, shooting each with a homemade gun. At the scene of each crime, Seda left similar notes. Over the course of the next three years, Seda murdered three New Yorkers and attempted to kill five more. Seda was discovered through witnesses and because he left fingerprints on his notes. After he engaged police in an unrelated shootout in 1996, Sita was arrested and convicted of the Zodiac copycat crimes. He was sentenced to 238 years in prison. Most killers are extremely narcissistic and want the attention from their murders. But this copycat killer, Eddie, was different, as he wanted to make people believe he was the Zodiac killer instead of receiving credit for his own crimes, and making him as well known as someone like Ted Bundy. Agreed. In the Zodiac Killer's police sketch that was previously mentioned, the man appears to have a heart-shaped face, shaved down hair, and black squared glasses. As you can imagine, this guy looked extremely ordinary. That combined with the fact that the police sketch was very vague, matching a person with the sketch would be very difficult. Yeah, and I think that sketch might have scared the people a lot more to the point where they didn't want to leave because they might have seen that man somewhere and they just now realized that man was a killer. Yeah, there were hundreds of false accusations of civilians thinking they had seen him in public based on the sketch. Even members of people's family had made accusations claiming their father or brother was the killer. Who knows, though, as there were too many accusations for the police to independently investigate. Maybe the real Zodiac Killer slipped through the cracks. Maybe that's why the Zodiac Killer stopped killing. Truth be told, maybe he never stopped killing. What I mean by this is what if he continued to murder others elsewhere but stopped going under the signature of the Zodiac? What if there are unsolved murders out there that the Zodiac Killer did commit, but because he stopped using his signature style, police couldn't connect it to him? Either way, even with the previous police record before the murders, it is so hard to trace these types of people, specifically the Zodiac Killer, as the way he calculated these crimes would make it impossible for anyone to catch him. For sure, it's difficult to even process the fact that these types of people exist. 
This has been such an interesting case to talk about, and it's been a pleasure talking about it with you guys. Let us know what cases you want us to talk about next under our recent Instagram post. Thank you for listening to Unsolved, your sources for all the major crimes. Stay tuned for more Unsolved Mysteries.